Hello, creeps, and welcome to episode 47 of We Need to Talk About Horror. We're back in the studio today. Thank God. I'm Andy Trefenbach. I live again. Oh, it's Patrick. <laughs> it's Patrick. It's Cole the Pat. resurrection. It's me, kiddies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope this character keeps coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now ring cat dog. Uh, I am still alive. I am Rin Maddox. I am Niles Maddox. I am Mike Asler. Today's topic, we're going to get in them guts about Stephen King's Cujo, uh, well, you know, the film adaptation, because yeah. we don't read. Very fast. <laughs> we don't read very fast. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah. It takes us forever. You may remember my adventures in Pet Cemetery. First off, I do want to say thank you to the Record Space for having us for uh, the last episode. Our next episode will actually be part two of that whole discussion as we journey through the 90s and forward to today. Um, so we will be recording that on Memorial Day at 6 p.m. So if you hear this before that Monday... Come on out. It's 8716 Gravway Road in uh, Afton, Missouri. There's a $10 cover. There is no cover. Oh. BYOB, though. Yeah, you can B- give me BYOB. You can drink and listen to us because we'll be drinking and it was a blast. talking. It's a, yeah, it's a it fun, was fun time. Yeah. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was our first live recording, so uh, apologies afterward for Niles talking in the wrong side of the mic. So he sounded like this. It, w- it was totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Blorp. <laughs> Blorp. We got it ironed out. Paps it will, Blue Ribbon. It will be fine next time. It will be that's fine a, next that's time. A, that's an ad for Paps, right? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, so feel free to join us on Memorial Day after all your day drinking. But, you know, maybe take an Uber. Don't drink and drive. All right. Uh, before we really get started, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Destroy the Brain. Also on our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash we need to talk about horror slash slash. Slash slash dot org. Slash slash spell out the word slash. That would be oh my god. HTTP colon slash 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 dot com. Yeah. New subgroup slashers. I think I need to get forward slash. Forward slashers. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Let's uh get into what we've been watching. Patrick, yesterday I watched yesterday Demons Two. Fuck yeah, you did. Yes, I did. I really like that movie. I think it's hit or miss for a lot of people, but yeah, it's the sequel to Demons, uh, also directed by Lamberto Bava, and uh, the plot is not too dissimilar from the first one, except it's an apartment complex, and it's kind of cool because the demons or like coming through the TV and uh, I think the effects are really amped up from the first one. Um, What I like most about it is it's kind of, you can kind of look at it as one long music video that has a horrid backdrop, but it's, it's centered around like eighties post-punk and goth rock and new wave. So you have uh, 
it's one of my favorite like if i was on that last episode the live episode that's probably the movie i would have mentioned is demons 2 because yeah it has uh smith's fields of the nephilim the cult peter murphy dead can dance like it's pretty awesome it has a decent amount of yeah, artist. I was gonna say I've actually not seen. I've seen the first one, but what I do know about it is the soundtrack. But Most when yeah. did Demons Two come out? That's it's either eighty uh, nine or it's right at the nineties. So I think we late eighties. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. Mike's fast on the computer <laughs> on his phone. It's oh. eighty six. Eighty six. God damn. Yeah, yeah but we, like, we missed that one. So it was it was a year after Demons then, right? Because Demons was 85. So. so it must be yeah. made pretty fast. But, uh, wow. Yeah, it's just got a cool aesthetic to it. And uh, with the music and just the overall vibe of the movie, there's this one part where uh, there's like a demon kid that's coming through the, the like one of the main girl's uh, apartments. And it's kind of unsettling just the way he looks. Like, he. It, like the makeup look makes his head look huge, and he's just like wah, 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 trying to get through. <laughs> Sorry, that's really how it sounded. Sort of. Oh I mean, I'm God. not doing it justice, but yeah. Then like uh, this little ghoulies looking demon like comes out and chases her. It's glorious. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's, I need to watch it's, it. It's wonderful. Yeah, I need to watch that one again. It's a fun I, one. And I only have them, Demons One and Demons Two on DVD. Yeah. I think it's and, on Prime. Um, you know, you might be. It's ready. on. It's on I Shutter. Feel like it, I've seen it on Prime. It's yeah. yeah. It's or on Shutter. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I once I, I started it. watching it and fell asleep and then never went back to it. I've seen it before, but it's been a yeah. long time. I don't remember. It's, it's a I, fun I didn't movie. remember it was in an apartment complex, yeah, for yeah. example. And so. uh, it's kind of cool because it's kind of intertwined around the the party that's happening in the apartment, and like it'll cut from these horrific images to these people having fun dancing to the smiths you know panic on the streets of london it's like it's just fun i like this movie <laughs> well and also like <clears throat> how does bobby the pimp come back or does he play a different character i think he's the same character okay um it is but but it, it's it's kind of it. it's kind of weird because it's like a movie within a movie right i yeah. do remember that yeah. i just need to rewatch it i'll yeah. rewatch it okay rin uh, I recently watched the last horror film, which I was drawn to because I saw that it has Joe Spinell from Maniac, and he's just so good at being creepy. So I honestly wanted to watch it just because he was in it, and I was not disappointed because he was a taxi driver who was very much so obsessed with a cult actress and did everything he could to try to get her in one of his movies that probably was never going to be a real thing well it's carolyn monroe so they re-team from maniac yeah so that's kind of cool also his mother is in it and plays his mother oh yeah that's right and she's just wonderful (laughs) because she's just giving him shit the whole time right just talking about how Vinny, this isn't real you're making this up Vinny. just constantly bagging on him and that's pretty great but something that was pretty cool about it is that they did like the whole stolen footage thing uh, oh, from, from Can, Can. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting because there's all these very real <laughs> people, and what the fuck is happening? Exactly. Yeah, just a lot of what the fuck. Some Larry Cohen stuff. Yeah. 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 Very, much so. very much so. Um, 
yeah, I really enjoyed all the notes that he would leave for these people, telling them that this is the last horror film you've ma- you're making. I, I don't think I've seen this. I have it on Blu-ray. It's the yeah, trauma release. It was one of those things that we saw that he was on the cover, and we're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's check it out. And that's how I ended up watching it. But yeah, I was surprised that I had never heard about it from anyone. Um, you know, it's. <laughs> I don't know if it's as scary as Maniac. Obviously, it's very tongue-in-cheek. Right. You know, but at the same time, it's hilarious, and it's about as greasy as he is a Maniac, you know? <laughs> if you like that slime... There's still some horror elements in there. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's not as, you know, it's not as dark. No, yeah, because no. Maniac was actually terrifying hmm. as, as a female. I thought you were talking about the like last horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, haven't yeah. seen that. Oh, uh, the I, Fangorion thing? Yeah. Yeah, and that's good, too. Uh, yeah, that's a good movie. I have it on the shelf. I haven't seen that since so, I came yeah, out. Yeah, there's the, the last horror film, right. which is what you saw, yeah, and right. then the last horror movie, and I always get it confused, yeah. flipped. Sometimes. Yeah, I had to make sure I didn't get yeah, yeah. messed up. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I need to check it out. Yeah, you should. I, I really do think you would like it. It's a good watch. Cool. Very grindhouse yeah. worthy. So. Yeah. Noils. Uh, I checked out actually. Uh, I believe I saw it when I was younger, but I don't really recall all of it. But I rewatched the Blob, um, the eighties remake with uh, old Kevin Dillon and oh, old Kevin old, Dillon, old heavy metal Kevin Dillon. Um, yeah, and you know, again, it's one of those that it blew me away as a person who is so used to CGI nowadays. There are some great effects in that film, um, and it definitely still holds up. At times, there are moments where it's like, obviously, there is, um, there's some noticeable pulling of strings, kind of a thing. But most of it is pretty, pretty decent. I thought you—that's right. You didn't go to the grindhouse. No, I was so, so I was supposed to go to the grindhouse filming of it, and then or the showing of it, and uh, I, you know, we had a house party. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I missed that one too. But yeah, no, uh, great uh, overall, just. The plot was very cool. I liked the acidity of the the blob character instead mm-hmm, of just mm-hmm. being this slow moving. It was fast moving. It was um, taking over the bodies and just like burning them, melting, melting, yeah, melting, melting them, them inside of it. And uh, yeah, no, it was cool. And I like that. It also, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things you kind of want to happen, but it all went for like the evil characters. It only ate the people you wanted to die, except for that poor kid who's just like ratted out the dude. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're going to see a horror movie. Shut up. Yeah. Your classic garden, slice and dice. Garden, garden to a massacre. Yeah, that was a trivia. Yes, question. it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, but yeah, no, I was really happy. I, I checked it out for for realsies, and uh, I will definitely be purchasing. Cool. Yeah, I enjoy. I it. think you'll have to. You'll have to buy. You can get the umbrella release. Yeah, the, you'll have the um, the umbrella release. Yeah, just it's region free. It's region free. Yeah. From Australia. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those. I feel like I could definitely like double feature with like a Gremlins or some kind of like 80s city, uh, you know, or town, small town getting attacked by right. blank kind of mer- movie I th- marathon. I throw it next to the stuff. Yeah, I do, the yeah. yeah, yeah, stuff would be good too. I think that would be fun. Goop eating people. Who's if you movies? have to do a double feature. Mike, I watched uh, the act on Hulu, which is the true crime horrific story of about. Uh, two folks in Missouri represent, and uh, okay. <laughs> uh, they're showing off the best of us. Um, they weren't from Missouri. <laughs> they're from Louisiana. They're from Slidell, right? <laughs> yeah, but they moved to Missouri. Uh, they had a. <laughs> that's where they laid their roots. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's where their house was built 
for them by FEMA after their house was destroyed from Katrina, allegedly. And there was a documentary on HBO called Mommy, Dead, and Dearest not too long ago, uh, a few years back, uh, that's also really good. This yeah. is a kind of fictionalized version, but it's not. I mean, it's it's based in fact. They've, they've it's a altered, dramatization. Yeah, they've altered things um, to some degree, but it, it it's great. It's a really, really good and it's uh, Patricia Arquette is Dee Dee Blanchard, the mother, and she's just as uh, she actually makes you kind of care about a character that before I I care about a person. She makes the character <laughs> care about a person that I did not care about in the past. That through hearing the story, I. I thought that she was totally to blame and this kind of kind of puts it flips it a little bit did you finish you, you finish it yeah okay see i've only seen the first episode and i, I yeah I, I thought it was great casting and actually it was funny because when i first started watching it i didn't realize it was patricia arquette because they, oh, yeah. they made her look so much like the you know original she, yeah she looks horrible yeah uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy. But intentionally, yeah, intentionally, she looks real home. Yeah, like a a homebody. That's what she looks like. And uh, I, I definitely think you know I watched that documentary prior, and I know what's going to happen. But they are giving extra, obviously, storyline to it that you know it fills in the blanks to almost yeah, like make you have some compassion. Yeah, which is it. It, it develops them into more than just the stereotype of a daughter who, you know murders her mother so and it's not a stereotype <laughs> well it, it yeah kind of i mean it's kind of like the this white trash stereotype that on the surface you know they were they were taking the governments for money she was making uh her daughter appear to be well it wasn't just Ill. the government it was also make a wish right i mean it was it was charitable organizations it was everything she they were robbing people and nothing was wrong with the girl. Well, so, the mother was behind all of it. Right, it's Munchausen. She just played, yeah, was, she played along with it, but... Right. She was uh, also but, trapped by it, and that's why things ended up the way they did. Right. Uh, but it's, it's got really... Callum Worthy is um, the boyfriend character who's... Uh, he, was, he was embodied. He's amazing embodied. And he's really good here. And then Joey King is Gypsy Rose. And she's been a cute little kid actress who is absolutely incredible in this role. She's she's uh she's gonna go places. So Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a- I, I think she is extremely good at not just doing an impersonation because it's an easy thing to impersonate. Yeah. But it's actually to to fully develop and make you believe that she is the person, not not just a, you know, caricature. Yeah, I mean, yeah. watching the documentary, you see, the, you know, the Gypsy Rose character talk, and she talks just like her. I mean, right. it's cheesy. It's whatever it is. She's a Disney princess, basically. Yeah, and if you didn't know that, maybe you could think that she's just hammy. But that's <laughs> once you hear recordings and you watch tape of Gypsy, it's like. Nope, that's that's just how she talks. Well, that's also her it. mother wanted to have people think that she had the mind of a child, and right? That she wasn't and that maturing she was like as a female, fifteen, <laughs> right? And she was like twenty. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy story, and uh, it's like an eight episode series, and it's good. They're gonna do an anthology thing with this, where it's gonna be a different true crime tale every season. So, Interesting. Looking forward to it. Continuing. It's very good. Watch it. So one of the things that I watched, um, <laughs> it was on sale on Amazon. It was like twelve eighty eight. And that's The Brain, put out by Scream Factory. Oh. Uh, this is directed by Ed Hunt. So I, this was a movie that once you see the cover art, it's like, holy shit, this movie's going to be amazing. And I never rented it as a kid. So, you know, for 12 bucks, I'm like, all right, cool, I'll check it out. Uh, and Ed Hunt, you know, also directed Bloody Birthday, which I really do like. I end up having two copies of it. I have the Severn release and the Arrow release, because I heard the Arrow was a little better. Anyway, um... The brain, not great. <laughs> Patrick, uh, did you watch this as well? I didn't watch it. No, okay. he didn't watch so it. So all, all of us have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. except for Patrick. I also partook anything. in the twelve well, eighty eight. Have you seen it? I don't think so. Blu-ray. Oh, I thought you saw it on VHS. Maybe. No, I don't think so. Okay, unless I'm thinking of something else. No, no, maybe. you'd know. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's, there's not much to it. No, okay. it's um, quite literal. The yeah. very Canadian movie. So I don't need to see it. It is. It is. And it's got David Gale from uh, Reanimator. So the brain essentially, yeah. if I could try to sum this up, <laughs> um, it's a, It's basically there's a television program that David Gale is in, and what is it? It's like independent thinking or something like yeah, that? He, yeah, he basically hosts like, you know, almost like the Ghostbusters 2 kind of show. Yeah, with yeah. Like the- yeah, it's like this inspirational kind of talk show of sorts and get into your mind and and, and basically they're behind the scenes is this science and experiment of this creature who i guess is a huge brain <laughs> and soaks the he's an alien it's an alien or it's an alien yeah. i should say i don't know if it's he or she and it soaks the energy from people that's it and that is more literally and more it. powerful and there's talk tons of driving <laughs> does it talk? I don't even rem- no. It doesn't no, it talk. Doesn't talk. It doesn't. Oh, that would have made it better. It eats, and uh, yeah, eats people kind of. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, well, it chomps down on them. Yeah, you don't really see him like that's devour. Deep. My favorite character was actually like the orderly guy uh, who was later oh, yeah. into what was it? The Christmas movie where he played Santa as like a shit. I already forgot. God damn it! <laughs> we should have wrote this down. Yeah. Um, just look him up. Yeah, no, it's like Christmas horror. Uh, uh, Christmas horror story. Yeah, yeah, he plays that's it. The yeah. Santa. Oh, yeah. Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like kind of recognized him as soon as I saw. It, I was like, "That's the guy who played Santa." Well, he could play Santa. <laughs> oh, he did he play Santa. Yeah, yeah. I loved his character. Uh, it does have a really good beheading in it. Yeah, that I uh, liked him with the axe. Yeah, pleased with. Yeah, it's um, but it's a mess. It uh, is a mess. The creature is kind of. Cool. It's kind of cool until but you, you can, realize that it's got limitations, and it's like, oh, that's all it does. It's just you, you've seen all of its motions, all of the servos working in it, and it's like, well, that I guess that's the extent of how it moves. I like the one that's definitely like it's the huge version yeah. towards the end that's obviously pushed on a dolly cart. <laughs> yes, that's that's my favorite. Well, like, how does it move? Because you can see all the curtains yeah. that they painted and all that stuff. How is it supposed to be moving? But this was also uh, a movie that Rift Tracks. Yeah, I'm sure. On. Rift, yeah. Well, that's that's easy. That sounds right. Well, that was the thing. Like they riffed on it before it was actually released on Blu-ray. So everybody's like, "Oh shit! I think Scream Factory's doing the brain," and they were right. So 
I mean, the plot really focuses around a like troubled teen who is getting help from right, this right, right. this society, and I think it's hilarious that the way that they test him is by a lady coming in and getting topless. Yeah, that's well, how well, you. No, could... that's the hallucination. No, or it, was it? <laughs> Uh, the brain basically can cause hallucinations and it has lasting effects because remember the opening is the girl in a room yeah and she thinks the whole oh, yeah, thing no. is closing in I get room. that yeah. but again that's <laughs> it's hard to make sense of this movie. yeah no. but there's toplessness in it so toplessness that's that's really that's what, what I, we call I got from in it. the biz toplicity anyway yeah not, not a hard recommend uh, nope. maybe if it shows up on prime yeah. If you want to drink and Yeah, it's a drinking movie. Yeah. Maybe Joe Bob will show it. Maybe. That'd be a good that's actually a good Joe Bob. That was it. I don't think there are really interesting behind the scenes stories there. <laughs> well, there's only <laughs> one more week left me. anyway. Well, when this episode comes out, it's the last Aww. last episode. Well, from what we know. There could be more. I yeah, there'll so. be more. Patrick. I rewatched Child's Play Two, which Electric Boogaloo. I, I happen to enjoy quite a bit. What is this just you're yeah. watching twos? That's I'll, all you're doing? I'm, I'm just watching so, the twos. My, my, my last one's not a two. It was almost okay. it was almost a two. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one in a bit. I, I did a marathon back in yeah. I would say probably about ten years ago. But yeah, it's been a minute. I saw the the original child's play last year, so Oh, okay. To try yeah. to get rev for this one. I, but, yeah. I think it's kinda I think it's actually my favorite of the sequels. Uh, oh, it's it's very it's, up there. it's very fun. Um so just a refresher on it. So basically it's like a year after the first one, maybe And Andy Barkley. Uh, he's basically going into a foster home because I guess his mom is kind of seen as crazy after everything that happened after the first movie. So, but it's kind of cool cause, uh, his foster parents are, uh, Jenny Agutter, is that how you say it? She was in Jenny Agutter. Yeah, she was in American Werewolf in London. And Garrett uh, Graham. Garrett Graham from uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's a, got a Excuse cool cast. Me. Chud 2. And Chud 2. Okay. <laughs> Bud. And, uh, well, he was in uh, Terrorvision as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, let's just hit the whole thing. Let's just go through all of it. <laughs> bring him up. We love you, Garrett. Let's bring but, him up. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love the climax in the. Uh, in the toy factory, toy factory in the yeah. good guy factory um it's just a cool setting and it's one of those things you know it's got a really good finale it's, it's got a great finale because yeah. there's several times where i honestly like, like the oh, whole movie the i whole do movie's too really yeah good. Yeah, the, yeah but the finale is the like yeah. the one that i remember the yeah, most I, that's yeah. what i remember the most about it was it's literally the ending so cool set piece because like you know they're going through like i love the one kill where the factory worker He's going through like the assembly line, and then the, on the, the two uh, <laughs> the doll eyes go into his skull. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember that one from the trailer. Yeah, and that that one actually freaked me out the most as a kid. Was Child's did anybody see this in the theater when it came out? No, no, I saw it on TV though. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I I like the uh, the effects work on the doll because I feel like they really. They spruced it up a little. Spruced bit, yeah. it up, like his facial expressions. He's a little meaner looking, I right, think. Right. And uh, Brad's well, a different mold too. Yeah, and you could tell Brad Dwarf's having fun in the role, and he has fun lines like, "No more, Mister Good Guy." <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Child's Play you know. 3 is not great. But it's not, know. and even Don Mancini will attest to that as well. I think he said that gets really, that movie was really rushed as far as, because it was yeah, that, that time yeah, when yeah. Like, they were going to start churning them out one after another. But Well, that was, so Universal bought the whole Child's Play thing, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, they thought they had the new Freddy, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's got a cool score too. Um, I forget who did the score, but I, I feel like I should know this. He did Sin City. He did oh from Dust Till Dawn. He's what? He's, yeah, Graham Grim uh, Ravel. Yeah, Ravel. that's his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's had a pretty good career. Um, the Crow. The Crow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dude did so much. Yeah, work. he's done yeah. a lot of the Craft. I think was him. the Craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Recommend rewatching that one. Hard recommend. Hard recommend. Yeah, get yourself amped for absolutely nothing. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, it might be all right. Do you watch that behind the scenes video? No. There's a behind the scenes video <laughs> out? Sure. Yeah. It doesn't look good in motion. Oh, yeah. No. I haven't checked it out yet. He's got red eyes. He wanted. Uh, oh, I love the subtlety of that. He wanted uh, to prove that it wasn't all. Because, you know, everybody like ripped on it for being CGI at first. And then they were like. It's none like it's so almost it, no CGI. So it's like a fan service behind the scenes. They're trying yeah. like, to like don't worry sure, guys. Yeah, that we're not. Right, we got a we got a puppet. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. smile made him look like a Shrek character. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the face that doesn't look right to me. And and I know that you you want to reinvent it, but sure. Like, but don't even make it look like him. Then just do right. something different. Yeah. Give him freckles and and you know a little dumb haircut. A little over, or make him hip. <laughs> make him haircut. make him hip. I don't know if a little his backwards cap. Was good, but well, why are we talking about Chucky's haircut? <laughs> I don't know how we got him. Give this. him a buzz cut. Are we really judging him? Uh, apparently, and, by his hair. Okay, I guess so. All right, it so, is twenty nineteen. Hey, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Yeah. Ren, what'd you watch? Uh, throwback to episode forty four. Hey. Ooh, shit. Um, I believe it was what the fuck did we Patrick watch? watched Bad Ronald. I know that oh, Mike shit. has also seen it, and I believe Andy had it. Did as I well. talk about I it on forty five? Yeah, forty yeah. four. I have it down for forty four. I talked about it on forty four. I don't know who Party. talked about it, but it was talked about. <laughs> yeah, you talked about it. Okay. Oh, sorry. I guess it was me. Sorry, yeah. my bad. And Andy I, I have never, I have never seen it. I have seen it though. So you got that. Point oh, right. well. I, I think don't Pat, know that. Patrick saw it before 44. I watched it, I guess, on 44, because I recently talked about it. Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Okay. Bad Ronald. Bad yeah. Ronald. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. So this was, a, a, no need to really go into the synopsis. No. Listen to the previous episode. Yeah. Because I get into it. But 44. Yeah. It's actually surprisingly like a better than average TV movie. Especially yeah. Especially for yeah. 1974. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We watched it together and I definitely was like, man, how have I not heard of this movie? This would definitely be something that as, even as a kid I could have watched and it would have been spooky. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I don't know. Spooky. It, I don't know if it's really <laughs> scary or spooky. It's spooky. just kind of like it's creepy. Yeah. Uh, no. Would I want a teenage boy living in my walls? No. The no. idea, creepy. right? The idea is definitely creepy, spooky, all the spoops. But how it's all executed, like you see, like oh fuck, he fucked up, and yeah. then followed instructions by his mother, who is like supposed to mentor him mm-hmm. and tell him, hey, good choices. Here's a good choice. I'm going to hide you under the stairs, and we're just going to build you in. 
What a it, it's just, odd idea. I mean, it's it's one of those psychological kind of things. And, yeah. You know, I mean, I think where it gets crazy is when he starts inventing the imaginary word. Oh. So what was the world called? Atranta. Atranta. Yeah, but it's like, it's almost like Atlanta. It's Atranta. Yeah. <laughs> without the L. It's an R instead. I really enjoyed seeing yeah. the decline in his sanity. Right, right with the right. more these characters came and to be how real he gets to so him. Dirty too, um, because he's feels... just sitting in this so, room by himself, oh, getting. Paint I was going to bring that up. The fact that he starts packing up stuff out of his drawers. Right, he's had other clothes, and he chose to wear yeah, brown rags <laughs> for like almost a year. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's available on Blu-ray uh, through Warner Archive. So you know what's funny is there's actually that Venture Brothers episode where Dean. I kept saying I've seen this season of Venture Brothers right, before, where he loses his mind and like he's in that like boiler room situation. And well, he and then there's also the other Dean. Yeah. No. Who's yeah, living that, in the walls? Yeah, that's basically. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you can just edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Make note of that's that. That's staying in. No, but literally, do you not remember when he's on the spaceship and literally he has like a sword and he's like riding the pipe? Oh, yeah. That's literally what Bad Ronald does. It's like almost I think Dean might actually be Ronald. Yeah, I think it's literally an adaptation. Creepy. That's the only reason I brought it up. Sorry. All right. That's okay. Niles, what else did you watch? I watched, finally, Tales from the Goddamn Hood. (laughs) But not two. No, no. I, oh, to. here's please, the thing. Here, please you, don't. You want to? Here's the funny thing. I have seen two. I saw it. Yeah. What? I saw it you the, saw it before? I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So, Tales from the Hood. I've seen at parties back in high school. I recall seeing parts of it. Um, it was okay. never something. It was always playing in the background somewhere I was at. And then, yeah, when Tales from the Hood two came out, I was like, oh, I'll check this out. You know, I'm into whatever. Right. And yeah, it's absolute like despicable garbage like there's parts that like offend me about it like (laughs) but um yeah going back and watching the original i can't believe i didn't watch it i spent most of my my youth watching friday and other you know i don't know what black Black comedies yeah black culture pieces urban film Pootie Tang? Yeah, I watched Pootie Tang. I watched CB4. I watched, uh, yeah, yeah, Baps. You know, like, I watched Baps. So here's the thing. Tales from the Hood? I guess not. It's it's actually very good. I thought it was hilarious in so many senses. And also touching on very heavy topics for that time frame. Um, And I think they were trying to get onto that for this new one, and it did not play well. Let's miss the mark entirely. It felt like they almost went back 20 years (laughs) to attack. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like it just didn't feel like nowadays. Like they were, you know, like that movie was like when I was watching, I was like, oh, well, they're they're touching some subjects. I get it. Mm. And this one, I was like, it's like they never made the first one, and they're just like backtracking. And they had no money. Yeah, well, I'm sure they had all the money. It's cheap as fuck. Is it the okay. second one? Yeah, it looks I, it looks as cheap as it is. Well, I think it, a lot of it was just reactionary to Get Out. Right, right, right. It was like, oh, well, we could probably get this greenlit now because yeah. Jordan Peele was talking about Tales from the Hood like, right before he made. Get I mean, Out Spike and, Lee did the production on the you know on, on the that first one. one. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, he did. Everybody was the same on the second one. How there's a dip. In quality so low, it's like a cavern. 
I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It, and it's not it, for me. It wasn't quality. It was literally the topics. I thought they were. Not well, it's even the just acting. Scale. The yeah. acting the scale. is terrible. Yeah. Whoa. So yeah, the I think the hardest part was you know as a fan of the Mad Men show, the, you know the artistic director who eventually gets fired in the Mad Men show because he's homosexual mm-hmm. is in the like third segment I think, okay. and I was just like yeah. that is. He literally was the worst actor I've ever seen in in a film. I'm not. I, I just couldn't. I was like, wow, you you were in something that was so iconic, iconic, and you're now doing this. All right, and I, he's also like a bar owner down in Louisiana too. Oh. He's in New Orleans. Yeah, he owns like a bar down there. Okay, but yeah, no. So uh, not to rip on the second one a bunch. Talk about Tales from the Hood. The original is awesome. It was great to finally sit down and watch it. And I'm I'm obviously a sucker for these anthologies now. After Twilight Zone, I finally checked that out too. So yeah, yeah, bring cool. it on, Mike. Um, I watched uh, Claire Denise High Life, uh, which is a space set nonlinear mindfuck of uh, of psychosexual and touching and uh extremely violent um gra- it, it, it it's it's where are we going i don't know is this, man uh, it's it is haiku? it is <laughs> it is the movie is all over the place but not in a bad way it's okay. it's it's focused it's just the story is told in no particular order i don't think it's for any particular reason but it's one of those where you have to kind of watch it again to try to figure out, you know, to put the pieces together and see if maybe it was told in that specific order for a reason. Is that Edward Cullen in that? Uh, oh. Yes, it you is. You mean the new Batman? It is Mr. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson. You mean Bruce Wayne? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Everybody's losing you, their shit. See, oh, you so didn't funny. know this? She doesn't I'm, know. I'm cool. What? Oh. My hands just started sweating. What well, is happening? According is... to the internet, he is either cast as Batman or he is not cast as Batman yet. What? That's a change of subject. No, he's, there's reports all over the place. No, Variety confirmed it. He is Batman. Yeah. He is Bruce Wayne. I'm going cool with it, man. Well, I actually, he's Batman. He's not been confirmed as Bruce Wayne. So it could be a Batman Beyond sort of thing. That's true. Uh, Nicholas Holt was the other one who was in contention yeah. for that. Yeah. And I'm happy with Robert Pattinson. Oh, so am I. Over Nick Colt. He's got a good jawline. That's all I really care about. You know about. what? And and he Pattinson, well. if you still think of him as a sparkly vampire, you're you're sleeping on him. Same with Kristen Stewart. He's a she, great she's, fucking actor. I like yeah. Kristen Stewart. I agree. I still need to watch Personal Shopper. You know, the copy that Josh gave me. Because <laughs> he was so upset with that movie. Who's <laughs> Josh? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired. So, uh, yeah, Claire Denis also busy. D- did a movie called Trouble Every Day, which is uh, a vampire movie with Vincent Gallo that is uh, well worth seeking out as well. So it's not her first foray into horror. Um, Wait, what? What did you just say? Trouble. Vincent G- oh, Vincent Trouble Gallo. Every Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I thought you said he was in this one. I'm like, oh, nope, I'm he sorry, is what? not in okay. this. No. Yeah, Trouble Every Day is great. I covered it. A long time ago, yeah, on the podcast. So, what's the actual plot of it? I mean, like, I don't know anything about it's, this thing. It's uh, it's like a a prison in space. A, a prison in space. Yeah, people are sent to space on a mission. They are prisoners. Um, Alien three. There is a <laughs> mad doctor Predators. on board, um, who is uh, Julia Binoche and Andre Benjamin. Andre three thousand is also in the movie. Yeah. Ooh, as another prisoner, cool. 
So and, cool. and Mia Goth, who was uh, in recently uh, in Suspiria, in Suspiria, so and then dramatic the thriller, more so. Yeah, it like I said, it's just all over the place. There, when there are horror elements, they're horrific. When there's you know sci-fi stuff, it's it's sci-fi, and when it's you know when it's drama, it's drama. So definitely check out that. Cool. Yeah, okay, yeah, one hundred percent. It's been on my list to, to check out. I, I don't know if it's for everybody, but it is a great movie. Mia Goth. In my eyes, I like Mia so. Goth. Mia, Mia Goth. Mia Goth. I'm <laughs> a Goth. Oh wow! <laughs> Isn't she? Is she still married to Shia LaBeouf? I don't know. I think so. I'm not uh, up to date on my Googling. gossip. Well. <laughs> Googling. Um, so I watched, my, if you talk to Mike and I, we have very high regards of Mike Mendez's The Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a lot of fun. And I'm anxiously awaiting a Blu-ray release. I still got my DVD. I asked him about that. And he said, no, thanks. What? <laughs> no, what? no to a Blu-ray. He doesn't think it's going to happen. Um, well, here's why I think it may happen. Uh, he lost the rights to that because it was Alpine was the studio that released it. And then like it kind of got absolved by, uh, Trimark, which is now Lionsgate. So I don't know where the rights lie, but I know that he was working on trying to get the rights to that. And his first, first feature film called, well, it was really called Real Killers, but it now it's now it's called Killers. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you, I, I don't know if anybody Which I have on VHS, <laughs> right? Um, the James Boys with a Z. Uh, anyway, this is on Amazon Prime and has been recently restored by this company I've never heard of, like MediaCon or something, something crazy. And, uh, yeah, you can watch it in full HD. It's not the most pristine restoration. Like, when you hear a restoration, We're you think... We're talking killers? Yes. Really? Um, but it's on there, and uh, it is a very clumsy movie. It's his first feature. It premiered at Sundance uh, 98, I think, or maybe shortly after. I, f- I forget what year really came out but i remember seeing it um 96 96 yeah okay um i remember seeing the cover like the vhs cover and that's how i originally saw it a long time ago right uh and then you know i followed that guy's stuff in fango with the covenant so he didn't make the covenant his follow-up until like four years after so the killers essentially is if you put like national born killers the convent yes the covenant did I say the covenant? Yeah. Oh, I've been very different the whole movie. fucking time. I'm like, what? Yeah. And there's you could also be my Weatch. There's that, another. That, no, I've seen that one covenant. too. So I'm just like, wait a minute. There's another convent movie that just recently. There came is out. with uh, Ironside. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this one is the sensationalism in media covering serial killers, and there are these two brothers that killed their parents, much like the Mendez, or ironically, the Mendez brothers. That's funny. Uh, but they they put a spin on it in in the line of like natural born killers, where the killers are sensationalized and people have their fans of those killers. And what's really interesting is uh, they they break out of, I guess it's a prison, or maybe it's just jail, I forget, but they're on the run, and they end up at this house where the the father is very wholesome, 
And um, again, it is a very clumsy movie, but there's stuff to like about it. And what is even better is the twist that happens, which I will not reveal because I know nobody's really seen this fucking movie except for Mike. Um, It's a really awesome twist, and it got compared to another popular film, which I don't want to say because I think that will spoil it, Hmm. but it's around the same time. Um, I'll have to tell you off mic. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, Niles was giving me a look like, ooh, spoil it. But uh, it's the last 30 minutes are so much fun. It's just kind of crazy. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, again, it's on Amazon Prime. It's totally free. If you want to check it out, especially if you like Mendez's other films like Big Ass Spider, The Convent. Uh, I realize Lanchula. I have seen The Convent, and I do like that movie. I Dude, actually want to rewatch yeah. it now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, shit, I've totally I'm seen sure that. Yeah, we watched it we together. Watched, yeah. yeah. It's and it's so about the, the college students that break yeah. in and like, party in like, an old abandoned... It's got the stereotypical like goth dude. Fuck yeah. It's hilarious as oh, hell. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I totally forgot about yeah. that movie. Yeah, there's some humor in this one. It's not as humorous as The Convent, but... I would I would recommend at least watching it, especially if you like some of Mendez's other films, like The Grave Dancers. That's a, that's another decent. I've movie, seen that. I've seen that too. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that in a while. So if you if you like any of his films, I think it's worth watching because this was his beginning, and uh, he, he used it as a calling card to try to get you know a whole bunch of other movies made. But anyway, it's on Prime free. So cool. If you have Prime, obviously. Patrick. Patrick, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> now you have this to is talk. Another character. Now you have Man, to talk like that. We've gotten to this episode. Well, uh, this was a first time watch. I was <laughs> just the kidding. resurrected do do hobo. That. Please keep doing. Oh, well, okay, if you say so. If uh, you say, so. <laughs> if you say so. <gasps> Shit. Y'all ever seen a movie called Vamp? <laughs> God damn it! Stop it. <laughs> Vamp. I As watched Vamp. Am. This is a hard Vamp edit. A, Here we go. Wait, was it? Wait, did you really? Uh, that's a that's a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Grace um, Jones. Yeah. Um, had you just bought it? Recently I, I watched it on VHS. Uh, <laughs> of course you did. I had bought it on. It's got a uh, nice Arrow release. Oh really? Nice. And I, I blind bought it after seeing a trailer for it. And I was like, well, this looks like a movie that Wait I should have seen. Is that Arrow release Region B or Region A? No, it's Region A. Oh, okay. They I have one it, of each. Yeah, I think it came out earlier in the UK. That's probably yeah. true. Yeah. Anyway, sorry but, about it. Go. Anyway, that's a that's a fun one. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, basically these two college students. They're trying to get their way into a fraternity, so they get their friend. Uh, what's his name? Getty Watanabe. He, he was in mm-hmm. Sixteen Candles. Uh, the problematic character. Yes, and the the great character in Gremlins Two. Yes. Work a camera. Yeah. I have a camera. <laughs> yes, <laughs> another problematic character. But oh, you know what? I guess so. He's well, a, he's less, a so. Good, yeah. less so. He's I, a good actor. I like. I like him. I like him a lot. And he's he doesn't he's he doesn't really he's not a stereotype kind of character in this movie. That's what I like about it. Yeah. That's true. He really is just he's just a normal. Average yeah, dude, yeah, like which is great. He's and a party guy. He wasn't racially cast, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, no not, not for this one. Not no. for this one. And okay, it, yeah, which is good, I think which that's what you're getting because at. Oh, he's yeah. he's a good he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. like he's a good character. I've seen him in modern things too. He's in a lot of yeah. stuff. Like recently, I feel like I've watched. So. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, so basically, he uh, they get him to help them find you know these strip clubs to find a stripper to. Basically, bring back just to get them back into the fraternity, so oh, they end yeah. up in this 
kind of sleazy, sleazy place. sketchy <laughs> strip club and where the dj is jack klompus from yeah, seinfeld yeah and uh you know one of the guys ends up going in the back room with a stripper turns out to be a vampire <gasps> so you yeah. know where it's going and she yeah, buys dick so dust will dawn rip this off Nah. I mean, it's different enough. Nah. I just want to see nah. you not freak really. out about it. No! Don't you say that! No, it's but, as much an influence on Tarantino as anything else yeah. that he's watched. So. I, I like it because it, it feels like an 80s comedy. Like, it's got, like, that goofiness to it. It really that, does. It and, feels right in line with, like, you could confuse it with Fright Night 2 and think that this is Fright Night yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you had seen it back in the day, you go, oh, I thought that was Fright Night 2. Because yeah. it has that kind of vibe. Grace Jones is 100% in. Yeah, so. she really is. She's scary. She's so fully hot. on going for it, man. Yeah. Is she Ooh. frightening? Yeah. In in some ways. <laughs> Frighteningly hot. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it. Okay. It's fun. I saw it it's on VHS. Great. I'm looking at you to say something. You're no, just like, I haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time, so that's why I haven't been talking about it right i mean the last time i saw it was when i rented it on oh. vhs so i yeah. might uh um, i'll probably revisit it yeah, yeah that sounds like recommend watch for sure man uh recently watched the ranger on shutter on shutter yeah. on shutter yes um it was all right. all right uh there were parts that i enjoyed um something i thought was interesting is that the uh young version of the main character was played by Jeté Laurence from oh, Pet yeah. Cemetery remake. Yeah. So that was interesting to see her again. Um Yeah, there were parts that I liked about the movie. Yeah. Well, Overall, I, I think that the punks were not too believable as actual What about the punks. main character? I keep hearing good things about the main the character. The main character was phenomenal. Okay. I thought she was a really good actor. Um, None of the characters are particularly likable. No, that, and they're not supposed to be because they're, they're shitty punks. Right. And you're supposed to side with the ranger. Who is insane. On everything. Who is insane, but you're supposed to side with the insane man. Right. <laughs> Every time I see this movie, I think of the tripper, and I have no clue why. You are a wolf. Well, it's, not, it's not that far off. Okay. That's not that far Maybe off. Maybe that's it. Tripper was fun when I saw it. Why are you shaking your head? You know Nothing. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The tripper. Yeah. Yeah. Jane. Yeah. Abe Lincoln? Or is it George Wash? I'm no, sorry. It's Abe Lincoln. It's Abe, Lincoln. Abe, Lincoln? Abe Lincoln? I have no idea what you're talking With about. With an I'm axe? Just... Nope. The David Arquette directed film. Tom Jane's really good in it. Never seen it. It's good, dude. Is it Jamie King? I'll check it out. I don't have it. Though. Back to the Ranger. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the park sign that was there. It was kind of a little bit of foreshadowing. I seem to be getting into these nature-y flicks with yeah, all the foreshadowing say. lately. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hashtag summertime. Hashtag natterdays. Um, but there was a good sign uh, that said, take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footprints, kill nothing but time, oh. which is so funny. I did enjoy how the ranger is just enforcing all of these codes <laughs> yes. within his woods with like no mercy. And his punishment is far worse than any of the, quote, crimes that yeah. could have been done. So that was kind of fun. He's taking his job pretty serious. Very seriously. Yeah, I do want to check it out. I just Yeah, check it out. It's worth a watch, but I mean, yeah, know. it's yeah, it's all right. Well, it's not going to be one of your favorites. I mean, but all it's I've worth been using Shutter for is fucking watching Joe Bob. Right? I'm not no, utilizing I mean, my full. What do you mean, $4 just watching Joe Bob? For, no, I know. Well, I'm not utilizing my full. Forty. You'll get one cut of the dead later this year. 
Yeah, yeah, know, I'm excited about I, that. You know, I oh, try yeah. to at least knock out the new new titles, like new arrival section. I try mm. to knock that out. I like out. how you do the flick. Yeah, I flick it. I flick, flick the, the bean. I get those. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're a clean, wholesome podcast. That's why it says explicit on every episode. <laughs> hey, guys, what does that mean? Uh, oh. I thought the ending made up for most of the things I didn't like about the film, and I definitely will agree with her. It almost the, did, yeah. Punks are the worst punks you've like 1980s sleazy anything punks are way better than these like kids to you know, like, I hate to say punks? it millennials pretending to be punk kids punks. yeah they, like that's what it feels like it feels like people that are forcing this like well that's what they do right yeah. and it's it's not like they've seen 80s movies and they're like oh I'll just do that they got it's nothing. like they haven't seen any of them my dad was a punk yeah <laughs> Yeah, no. I, My dad went to a Black Flag show. <laughs> Daddy was. I don't know why they had the East Coast Daddy accent. Are they was. from the East Coast? But yeah, that's what I, I had. Because it gets the green room vibe. And a lot of people say it's green room mixed uh, with whatever. It yeah, is they not wish. Camp slasher kind of thing. And I'm like, Sorry. I'm like, okay, I get that that has like a punk vibe to it. No, and green room two was Don's story last episode. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> with Michael Graves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Anyway. All right. Yeah. That's all I had about that one. Okay. Well, what else did you have? Yeah. So uh, I checked out, uh, we were talking about the brain earlier, uh, the same director, uh, Bloody Birthday. Bloody Birthday to you. Hardbeats. Bloody Birthday to you. Um, So yeah, it was a a cool movie. It's way more, it was, uh, it was. Astronomy is very heavy on this. Yeah. The Zodiac in the, uh, the the Mercury Rising and all that. I don't fucking know. Mercury's in Gatorade. Yeah, so the the synopsis is like basically uh, three children are born during an eclipse, a lunar ex- eclipse, lunar right? eclipse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the exact same moment. And of course, you know, you we've seen this movie, Children of the Damned. This is uh, scary kids, yeah, killing people. But this one, I think, did an okay job with it. I think it's some ruthless. Of, yeah, it's pretty hardcore to watch these kids just like murder the shit out of people. Oh, I like, love this movie. Yeah, a lot of kids with guns. You know, that, I like this movie quite a bit. Yeah, um, kids with guns. <laughs> yeah, kids with guns. Heavy. I mean this this one dude the the when gal- you said kids the kid with, with the guns, glasses yeah. girls on film popped in my brain you know kids the, with the, guns. Guns. the one you think is gonna be like the 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 mastermind of the gang you know yeah. he is soulless like he's mm-hmm. just aiming guns at anyone and yeah. just taking yep. people out left and right and you're just like oh my god yeah it's a time capsule of like a movie that. Could no, never exist. would this exist in modern society. Well, and it's funny because you know we watched. I watched. Uh, you can never kill it, or couldn't who kill, can kill? Who child. can kill child? Yeah, yeah. And you know, come out and play was a dog shit version. I guess Cooties was kind of. That was more like teachers, though. I thought that was teachers killing kids. Yeah, but it was fine. Yeah, it's playing with the taboo more so yeah, than that's true. I, don't, I didn't see. Mur- yeah. Well, I mean, the kids are murderous, right? But yeah. they don't really show anything as like. Taboo as a kid holding a gun. Yeah, little little Timmy's yeah. got the sheriff's gun, and he's gonna. <laughs> Timmy's got a take gun. out people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've come up with three songs. But uh, the things, so some of the funny things I thought were like the <laughs> foreshadowing in this movie is ridiculous. Oh, it's yeah. like, and here's our state of the art security system. This might come to play later. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what is that electric box yeah. in this fucking living room doing there? <laughs> yeah, it's not subtle. No, no but I'll say 
it's in comparison to watching The Brain a week before that, way better movie. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. How I think most people right know right. this movie just from if you're a horror fan and people wish you a happy birthday. Other yeah. horror fans, they just use the graphic from the poster. <laughs> yeah, no. It's either that or happy birthday to me, right? Yeah. But so, I, I would I add I it to, that. you know, if you have a marathon of kids killing people or just scary kids, this yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah. the one I would think could be added. It's it's got some good effects, and you definitely are scared of kids in this fucking movie. Scary kids, scary yeah. Seven Seven put it out on Seven put it out on uh, Blu-ray, and then Arrow just recently put it out. So yeah, so if anybody wants my Severin disc, uh, you might want to hold on to. I mean, it depends. I, I guess it how much you like the movie. There's special features that are on the Severin release that are not on the yeah, Arrow. Really. No, that okay, actually. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Okay. Mike. It was cool. So I watched the Barbara Crampton double feature. I'm only going to talk about one of them, though. Uh, because you guys talked about From Beyond last week. I kind of lament all of your feelings about it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched Chopping Mall right after oh. that. Oh. <laughs> Killbots, baby. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is directed by Mr. The, the Great. Drop the top. Jim Wernowski. <laughs> that's all that dude says. Yeah. Hey, you want to see some tits? Come on over here. You know, I've worked at a mall before. <laughs> oh, yeah? Do they have robots? And I'm just going to say, none of this is right. I, I mean, I wasn't working at one in the 80s or, you know, around the time frame that you could, you know, throw a party at the mall yeah, yeah, without yeah. anyone noticing. No, I know. But, but uh, these are also different times. These are in the 80s. Hey, man. I mean, there was a time where... When surveillance cameras were, like, to. the top security thing. But... Actually, the top surveillance thing was the yeah. robots that would kill people. Yeah. yeah. And this now we Michael's have them in our movie? grocery stores checking stock. This is about, it's about, yeah. about like an hour and 10 minutes. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a short, sweet little deal. Uh, it's not especially great, uh, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, I, <laughs> it does have a really good head explosion. That's pretty much the only thing I remember about it now. If I recall, there's a lot of lasers. There are plenty of lasers of yes. varying degrees of laserability. <laughs> yeah, uh, like a one. <laughs> this chick gets hit in the back three times with a laser, <laughs> but then he shoots another laser and it blows her head up. So I don't know where the I don't know where the line is there. Maybe, Maybe the he, initial ones were set to stun. Yeah, that, it's like that heating up be. a cantaloupe. <laughs> It's Sorry, what? We're we're going back to flicking beans. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> it still is the the dumbest title for a movie. Shopping mall. Shopping mall is an amazing. It title. is an amazing title for a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 with a slasher in a mall. I do like the eating Raul cameo. I do too. Uh, I I think that's cute, and I think the the uh, what's his name that we talked about. <laughs> Go, Dick Miller. Oh, the Dick, Dick Miller. Miller. Dick Miller being. In oh, you mean the you. fucking episode we dedicated to him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why his name escaped me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you, you know what's funny? If you would have said that guy, we would have all been like, "Oh, oh Dick Miller." True. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, that's that's also on like it's, Prime or something right now as well. Yeah, yeah. shopping mall's been on Prime for a hot minute. It's on Blu-ray from Vestron. Which, um, yeah. Is Vestron still doing anything? Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, it's Lionsgate that's really calling the shots, so 
It's they're they're not going to release monthly like Scream Factory. No, it's been Maximum Overdrive was the last one, right? Yeah, yeah, that was last year. No, I think they're just figuring it out. I guess. Whatever. I keep thinking they're going to announce something. It's all right. Nope. It's fine. Yeah, take your time. Whatever. Whatever. As long as yeah, they, they don't were, get rid of it. They were pumping out movies like left and right. It was they like were. Blood Diner, Chopping Mall. Yeah. 14 or 15 releases. Yeah, like, it was crazy, though. It was like, like every three weeks they were coming out with a new title. I they got that Warlock. Yeah, Warlock. Warlock yeah. set and uh, Wishmaster. Yeah, I think the Warlock and, and Wishmaster collections probably took them out, man. Uh, those are cheap as hell now, too. Oh, yeah. With <laughs> All right. Um, Not worth the purchase. So, uh, Patrick and I watched the new Severn release, Death Warmed Up. This is a uh, New Zealand film three years before Bad Taste. Um, Do the voice. What? The Kiwi oh, voice? Oh, the Kiwi voice. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of warming up. He's working on his thirst, his third voice. We're proud of him. Yeah, yeah. Because what were, what were the Sean only, Connery? Sean Connery and Christopher, Walken. And Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. There's only two. You should remember them. So we watched <laughs> Death. You would think. We watched Death Warmed Up. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> no, it went into Australia. God damn it. Yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah, it a, is a fine line. It is a fine line. Yeah. A fine line. Tell them that. They'll love that. Exploitation. No, stop. Oh, God. This is why we don't have any European listeners. Anyway, um, so this is one that I remember seeing the cover for on VHS, but it always, for whatever reason, it always reminded me of like uh, Faces of Death. Uh, sort of stuff, which, you know, once you've seen one face as a death or traces of death, you've seen them all. Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about that on the last episode. So, um, Severn put out a really great Blu-ray of this film, and there are some special features I really didn't dig into. I know we started watching, like, the 4x3 VHS cut. Yeah. Which is a cool special it's feature. A, it's a nice special feature, for sure. Um, the movie is pretty basic uh it's about these i guess they're supposed to be teenagers but they definitely look a little older than that uh that head to the mainland uh for a vacation of sorts i guess um just to get away from it all is kind of the basic Mm. theory that i get but they keep there's like a couple of weirdos on the boats one of which is uncle Les from dead alive slash brain dead um without the the fifties hairdo and yeah. all that. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but um, that's a greasy character. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> my, my <laughs> go round and round with hair. Oh, oh God. Anyway, um, up against the scat. So they head to a, I guess it's an Island or something off. Of, I, I don't know the geography of this, but they head off and, um, there's, it, it's a small town where there's not a lot in it. It's mostly sheep and, uh, land and like sheep, you know, it's a big thing. I've seen that movie. Yeah, black sheep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a medical facility that seems to be very experimental, and they kind of, I don't know, they don't give lobotomies. What? How would you describe this, Patrick? I might need help with this. They modify brains somehow. They do. There's a lot of skull dust in this movie. Oh yeah, there's one scene <laughs> that's... Skull dust? So this has been hyped by Severin as like one of the first splatter movies out of New Zealand. I don't know if I would it, call it a splatter it film. It wasn't that splattery. No. You know? it, it, um, like when I hear splatter I think of like you know, bad taste. Mainly dead alive. Dead alive. I, yeah. I was a bit confused as to what they were 
doing exactly uh, other yeah. than because because like he was the the doctor scientist guy he was on tv too right and you know early on the guys watched it and he's like you know it's messed up what they're doing isn't it whatever he says but uh can you uh, give me your best kitty <laughs> accent <laughs> oh man another oh, one man. of these uh, that was like, it that was the <laughs> i don't know but i do remember his wife says you look like death warmed up mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but um, that's okay. the title of the movie. Wait, right? that's the title yeah, of the yes. movie. But it's yeah. like, oh, I, that's funny. So anyway, there's there's just like a mad scientist, bad doctor on on the island, fucking with some of the people, and um, there's the the two people that were on the boat. There were basically what was happening was the teenagers or whatever they were trying to get it on in a car, and they were being really pervy and in in the car behind them and they get into a fight before they get off the ferry and yeah, they just chase them. There's again, there's not a lot of plot to this. Well, kind of, well, I guess he makes the guy, whatever he does to his brain, he makes him kill his parents. Right. 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 And right. then it, there's a little bit of a revenge thing. going Kind there, of. So yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's not a great plot. So no. what you're saying is this person is, messed with yeah to kill his parents and then the revenge is him because he killed his parents he's revenging well well i guess he kind (laughs) of is that what you're saying no i guess he gets set off by these teenagers because they like beat his ass or whatever and like he decides oh well i'm gonna go after them he sends zowie i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna kill you (laughs) all i'm gonna kill you all (laughs) so anyway uh yeah it's not a great movie um i mm. don't regret buying it because i guess it's part of new zealand horror history but mm-hmm. what'd you rate it i think i only rated it like two stars okay i think i did two and a half yeah i rated it two stars but yeah this is from 1985 and again severin put it out uh if you want to check it out um i don't know i mean i wasn't too enamored with it so whatever okay cool that death warms up <laughs> That does it for what we've been watching. Let's get up in them guts. All right, get up in them guts. We're going to be talking about the film adaptation, the 1983 film adaptation. We're going to be talking about the 1983 film adaptation of Stephen King's Cujo, directed by Louis Teague, who would uh, not long after do uh, the Stephen King's Cat's Eye, which is yeah. a collection of a couple of his short stories. About two years later. Yeah. 85, right? Mm-hmm. And Cujo makes an appearance at the beginning of Cat's, oh, Cat's Eye. Eye. How's that yeah. possible? So is Christine. He ties it all into Castle Rock. I did not know that. It's even in the trailer. If you watch the trailer for Cat's Eye, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. He was telling me all this shit yesterday while we were watching Cujo, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never seen Cat's Eye? No. You should. You should borrow it. I've always looked at the cover and been like, yeah, I saw Firestarter. No, it's not at all. (laughs) It's not at all. (laughs) But it was filmed in South Carolina. It was under the Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it does have that. Unlike Cujo, which is the film we're talking about. So... Uh, Cujo is one that, you know, especially for me, and I think for a lot of people, you remember the last half of the film. You remember the mom, played by Dee Wallace, 
stuck in the car with her kid and Cujo as a rabid dog. Yeah, get in. this was a first time watch for me, but I remember seeing parts of it on TV when I was a kid. Right. Um, Same here. And what what was the inspiration for doing this movie? Do we know? We just it just came it was up. a Stephen King hmm. yeah. property. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, don't I think mean, there's there was some much killer to dogs it. in John Wick, so I thought maybe. Well, I'm I doing think a there was tie in there. Huh? Well. I think it was Niles because we both realized n- neither of us had seen this movie. Oh, why? Why we did this to talk oh, about? Yeah. I, I didn't know what you're. Uh, yeah, uh, I yeah. didn't know what the fuck you were talking yeah, about either. Uh, yeah. We both were talking at something else. Uh, I was actually the last recording, and yeah, we both we had the admitted and... to each other, "I've never seen Cujo," and he, and so I think it was one of those. Well, it's kind of yeah, a summer, was... summary type film. Why? Yeah. Why not? Let's let's do Cujo. Yeah. And little did you know I hadn't seen it either. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of one of those films that I feel like everyone thought they saw, but do I really remember it? Not really. No, I just remember parts. I remember a hot car, Mm -hmm. a screaming kid, and a dirty-ass dog. (laughs) Yeah. I did request that we record this episode in a hot car, but that was turned down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We thought you said hot Carl, and we're like, what? No. Oh, I mean, if you want, Patrick can go get the uh, space heater and we can just warm it up in here, <coughs> which will yeah, be good. normal temperature for you. Just get real hot. Yeah. You should just, just make these lights hot. red in here. Yeah. Oh, I could. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bacon under the light of bacon. Gross <laughs> 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 dust. Here's another edit. <laughs> I love edits. So this has got uh, D. Wallace, uh, not quite stone yet, and not quite out of stone either but they were together at that point she was just D. Wall. Oliver Stone nope nope Christopher Stone who was also in the movie oh okay wait what oh yeah he was Steve he was uh, the guy who played her high school boyfriend that was the na- the town stud oh, oh yeah. the local she was knocking, stud yeah, yeah. Local the one she was knocking was, boots oh, with yeah. no way yeah interesting okay. hmm. uh, so they were they were together at the time of this movie he passed away uh, 95 yeah I forget oh, wow. why. Oh though. wow! Yeah, I don't remember. Um, he was fifty-three. Man, that was wow. Way too young. Oh man. So, but she uh, she went by D. Wallace Stone for the longest time, and now it's just back to D. Wallace. And yeah. then she was just D. Wallace as well. Yeah, no, she was just credited D- as D. Wallace. D. Wallace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but we decided to cover this because you know. Why not? Because I think everybody remembers the last half of the movie. Nobody remembers the beginning. Nobody yeah. even... I forgot that there was an affair involved yeah. and, like, all this other stuff. And, like, the advertising campaign, which I, is really yeah, weird anyway. Yeah, that was really strange. <laughs> yeah, nope, there's, there's nothing wrong here. You wouldn't leave a kid in the car. The yeah. disconnect... You wouldn't leave a car in the car. <laughs> <laughs> We had a running joke where we took the piracy program, but we changed it to a car. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You had anyway. to be there. Yep. <laughs> but no, yeah the uh, the ad the ad man with his uh, bloody cereal, but basically it was just the dye creating a scare nationwide. Right. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But the thing that we were confused about, and I'm curious if it was just because we weren't paying attention or if it was just confusing, is when the movie opens up. Tad, so you have Tad in the bedroom, and he's like, "Well, the movie opens up with Cujo, so right." Then it goes to Tad at night going to bed, 
But then the next morning when they're sitting around and we see that ad, we were like, who the fuck is this other guy? Yeah, he just kind of appears okay. out of nowhere. I thought maybe we missed something. And, and then, that's Christopher Stone. Right, right, right. Yeah, yes. and then the next thing we know, she's in bed with him. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? With so, the rusty okay, trombone. So you had that yeah. same feeling. I, we, were, we were all like, okay, <laughs> I am <laughs> so confused It didn't look right that now. rusty, but I know what, I know what yeah, you mean yeah. there. <laughs> Some people like to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. people like to bone after After boning. I get boning, that I like to get tromboning. That was a... He was a, that was a jerk move, just waking her up with a trombone. Yeah, I don't think she was sleeping. She no, had she, some lip sweat going. Yeah, she was sweating. It was hot. <laughs> it's hot. Hot. She's hot in she that movie. She gets sweating her sleep. She's sweating a lot in that movie. Yeah, she no, does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a hot movie. There is some interesting stuff in a side project that Patrick and I are going to do. He's going to read Cujo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read The Dead Zone, and then we're going to switch up after we're both done because because they are linked. They are linked. Uh, you know, Not in it, their movie form, but in their no. Book in form. the movie form, they are the um, sheriff. Is well, the yeah, same the sheriff. The sheriff is the same. Yeah, which I mean, they're not played by the same actor, but um, the story that I heard is that Frank Dodd, the serial killer, uh, the Castle Rock Strangler right. from the Dead Zone, uh, is haunting Tad in Cujo, and he is the monster in the closet. And I also remember somehow like. His ghost inhabits Cujo something. Yeah, this is, they all talk about it. There's a documentary, Dog Days or something like that. Oh, it's so on that's, YouTube. Well, it's like hold a, on, is that the one on the Blu-ray? It's on, on the Blu-ray. On the Lionsgate well. yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like a 45 minute. Because this was also just recently released thing. in the UK by Eureka. By Eureka. Who kind of did like an arrow video treatment to it. Yeah, did a 4K. They've got a lot of new... Uh, interviews with people. I kind of want to get it, but people. honestly, I'm well. Uh, that'll be skipping ahead. But yeah, I wasn't the hugest fan of this film, but it's okay. I think it's better than Pet Cemetery. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. better than The Brain. And what what I'll say is like I don't agree. The the last half, like, and I know I we're like kind of skipping forward, but it's pretty I amazing on a technical level. Yeah. How they were able to get away with some of this stuff. It, yeah, yeah. I th- well, that's the thing. I think I came out with. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. I don't know if I liked it. How about that? That's what it ended up with. Like, the way they had the dog act is in- incredible. Yeah. Like, it, it, the shots, uh, it looked real. It looked like that dog was really attacking people. Like, mm-hmm. th- that, they don't the- give any credit to this goddamn dog, but the dog actor was phenomenal. Well, it makes me wonder. Five different dogs. Or Who knows? It's all in the documentary. It's all in the documentaries. Yeah, so they didn't say shit in the goddamn And they have a, also a, isn't there a guy a in a suit? Guy in a suit. Yeah. yeah, you can see the picture on uh, on IMDb. Okay. We yeah. were wondering if there and was the okay. photos. I've never seen. Yeah, that. but there's. I I I was looking for it, during the movie. I was looking for what looks like a fake dog, and there isn't a shot where I was yeah. like, yeah. that yeah. is one hundred percent. Well, I wonder if well, it was just like a quick yeah. action shot or something. Yeah, I it's 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 mystifying how they. How they got away with it. Dogs were all happy. That's one thing that you learn in the documentary. They had <laughs> yeah. to tape their tails down because they were going Just after wagging. toys in the car. Oh, and so they oh. were pl- they were playing the they whole time. Fun. They were having a great time. Awesome. And, and meanwhile, they they've got this egg white mixture, egg white and sugar, and and I was whatever wondering. this slime. I mean, it looks a lot like. A like 
It looked a lot like the like Metallica load cover, so that's like blood and semen. <laughs> blood, so yeah, blood and cum. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And I, I was like, holy shit, this dog is patient enough to like get applied. And he's this. got some pus coming oh, out that, of his nose so bad. and shit. Hmm. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, overall, I feel like the action in it is great. I think yeah, yeah. what, takes a while to get what it is is great. I would be interested to know what your thoughts are when you do read Cujo to see this backstory, to see how it does unwind. Because it has the same, I don't want to say it's similar to The Shining, but it has that like relationship mm-hmm. issues yeah, yeah, that yeah. I feel like Stephen King likes to stress address. Relationships. Mm-hmm. Stress relationships. Yep, marriages. Pretty- stress marriages. And that's a big Stephen King theme, and yeah. I would like to see how much this actually is important. Or was it just something that they incorporated into the movie to give it a little more backstory? Right. If- have um, any of you listened to uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror, the, no, the podcast yet. version? Not yet. Uh, the Stephen King episode's really good. Uh, he talks in depth about Cujo. Like He actually has oh, like, wow. really high regard for the movie. Hey, see? Uh, we we he, timed it. He, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's interesting. Like he, he does talk about how they changed the ending in the movie, but he's fine oh. with how they changed it. That's good so I'm know. kind of... And that's good yeah, now, because he, he usually he wanted, yeah, He wanted... The, the kid to live. Yeah. In the book, it is not so free. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm fuck. curious. Why read to, the book? Now? Yeah. Well, I, thanks, I, I, Michael. I'm curious to see how, how it happens. It's but not sorry. But yeah, like he he really. Does the kid die from the heat stroke? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, because um, he's like. He gets damn near close. Yeah, he yeah. gets dehydrated. But, yeah, Stephen King, like, he really praises uh, D. Wallace. I think, like. He was I saying think D. Wallace he was is great in. He was, well, he she was is saying phenomenal. The kids yeah, he was saying like all, right. on that episode, he was talking about like how he had wished that she would have gotten an Oscar nomination for it. Like that's yeah. how much he liked her performance in that movie, and yeah, she is pretty good in it. Um, I yeah, I mean, you say the kids. I the I mo- think the kids the, okay. Okay, so that first reaction where he's crying. Oh, that guy. That yeah, yeah, looked yeah. real no, yeah, as yeah. shit. When he's crying yeah. in the back seat. Yeah, like, like when he starts screaming and crying, heart- you're like, Kind of That's real. That has to be real. Somebody like, like looks, told this kid that they burned his favorite He-Man. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. He is really losing his mind yeah, in that car. He's he's great. That's he kind of the like, creepiest part of the movie. Is just you know who he is, don't you? Oh no, maybe not. Really, Danny Pintaro? No. Yeah. Well, who's the boss? <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> Collective gas. Yo, me a Coke. <laughs> I was born in 1993, he, so I don't I know, know what that well, is. Well, who's the boss was a sitcom that lasted from 1984 to 92, starring Tony Danza. Look at that! I wasn't alive. Oh, Tony Danza, Judith Light, and uh, Alyssa Milano. I was and alive Danny Pintaro. for one year in the 80s. And Catherine Helm. I. Yeah, I recall that show, and that is definitely yeah. that's wow. the kid. Right. Wow, yeah. that's him. Um, I, and I recognized him through the whole movie, but I didn't look it up until it was over, and I right. was like, "Of course, that's of who course. it is." Yeah. So, if anybody's unfamiliar with Cujo, um, I, I guess so. The film starts off with Cujo chasing after a fucking rabbit, mm-hmm. and the rabbit. I think the rabbit knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And ran he into said, oh, the cave. And he's like, oh, I'm going to run into a pack cave. You're going to yeah. chase me today? You going to put your fat head through that hole? Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. And then the bat's like, oh, get the fuck out of here. You're wolfing in here. Wolfing in our around. home. Being loud. I'm going to bite your schnoz. Bites the schnoz. And that's how he gets rabies. And it, it, the other thing is that I was always confused on. I thought it was maybe their dog. 
But then in watching the movie, I'm like, oh shit, it's not their dog. Right, that was a misconception. It's Ed Waters. Yeah. I dog, thought they had a, they were going to adopt the dog yeah, from that no. shop that they went to. No, the, but they have a they have a bad car. Uh, meanwhile, the fucking Pinto. Right. So Ed Walter plays. I forget the fucking character's name now. Crummer. No. Greasy mechanic. It, it doesn't matter. He's a, a mechanic. Greasy mechanic. He's a mechanic that's going to do some car work cheaper than an actual professional right. mechanic. Yeah. And that's how um, Joe Camber. Joe Camper. He's given the the hot tip from the mailman. Yeah. Well, that's where you go for hot tips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got it. Hot movie. Hot tips. Hot tips. Hot. I mean, but his character, I mean, as well. So it starts off with how you kind of want it to go. You watch these people that you don't like kind of get it. They're yeah. getting it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He he probably abuses his wife behind No, he definitely doors. does. Mm-hmm. But they don't they do not show it. They show he's like aggressive towards her. Well, he's a piece of shit because he's like clearly. she's like, "Hey, I won the lottery." And he's like, "Yeah, how much?" No, under yeah. uh, He uses she uses that as his her escape. Right, right. Here's 5 grand. Can yeah. I get the fuck out of here with this boy? Right. And that's like the moment you're like, "Oh, he's not Oh, he's kind of one of those. He's not a yeah. good guy. Yeah. And then him and his buddy are drinking the beers with the dirty dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Which uh, Cujo, like, just loses all bodily functions except for his shit, I guess. Yeah. Because we like, don't he see gets, him shitting, but. He gets wet and wetter. Yeah. So wet. wettest. Yeah. That was some interesting camera work, wasn't it? He's like, like when they're sitting there drinking the beers. Speaking of yeah. camera work, like right? Let's talk angle. about the camera work because I think, I think it's really cool. I think yeah, a it lot is of, cool. Yeah, a lot of the like, strengths outside of D. Wallace in Cujo is on the technical side, right? Yep. So you have Lewis Teague, who like directing kids is a hard thing. Directing animals is even tougher, and he's doing both. And he's doing both. Plus, the Jan cinematographer Debant. is Jan Debant, who Jan would Debant. later direct Speed. But correct me if I'm wrong, because I said this last night, and I think I may be wrong. Didn't he do uh, photography for Die Hard? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Die Hard, uh, Basic Instinct. Um, uh, that one shot? Maybe. Sh- I don't remember if he did Showgirls or not. But yeah. he, he was, he, dude, he's done so much DP work. He's tenured. Yeah, he's taken it in both ends. Yeah. Did you say no. DP? Yeah, <laughs> no, he's done. He was such a good photographer, and then he became a director, and then that didn't go so well. Well, I think Speed's great. Speed though. is great, but and Twister is what it is. But then after that, it's uh, I love Twister. Yeah, no. it's fun. It's in the five dollar bin on Blu-ray. Hey, it's a nostalgia thing. Let's be honest. It's fine. Well, Phil think- Seymour Hoffman. Come on, Funny no, I know. That's good. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. No, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow. R.I.P. Anyways, but no, yeah. But well, his, his, both of them are. The camera work is phenomenal, which goes back to like the action sequences, the quick yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah, Are phenomenal. It's very believable that this dog is jumping on people, and they're barely not getting bit. And plus, the dog is very menacing. And, yes. you know, I mean, that's hard to do just with Especially with a such dog a cute actor. dog. And you still feel yeah. bad for it. With a little sweetheart. <laughs> a little sweet. Cujo. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite, like, you know, going into it, it's like you see this transformation of this dog, but there is this, there's one moment in the film that I would say, other than, you know, the ending action sequences, mm-hmm. is my favorite. It is the moment where the owner's, the, the owner's son, so I guess, I mean, basically I would say this kid probably, it's his dog, the Cujo character. He's in, oh, in the, the fog. He's in the yeah, fog, yeah. and he looks at Cujo, and Cujo's at that moment, like, I guess in a zombie film where it goes from 
being the person to being the zombie and it's Cujo is knows he's turning yeah. and he looks at him and then he just like walks away. He's ready mm-hmm. and he's like I yeah. he's I don't want to attack but he's like he I don't want to hurt you but I got to do something and I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And he just walks away and it's just like I kind of dug that moment. I was like Yeah, I like that. That's too. a that's a cool little scene that I don't know if that's in the book, but that's something that you see is like, you know, this dog didn't do any it's not like the dog was bad. The, right. It was the fact that this poor dog got attacked by a bat because he was being a little shit trying to eat a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It's, as a dog owner myself, it's like one of the moments you want to see. You're like, well, of course your dog wouldn't attack you. <laughs> right, right. Because you're good boys. Good boys. You're good boys. But what's yeah. Inter- what's really interesting is that Yandavan made Roar. He oh, shot yeah, Roar. That's right. That's right. Two years before this with crazy killer fucking lions. Oh, that movie is it's more interesting in the behind the scenes than it is in the actual movie itself. But it's interesting that he. He got Where is the scalped. Hedron movie? He got right? scalped. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. got scalped in the movie by a, a lion, and oh, then shit. two years later, he worked with dogs. Well, yeah, and, but and, I mean, and it's. I would think that that would just ward me off of animals, all animals forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, roar on its own, like fucking tigers. Come on, get out of here. They. Lions. I guess, or yeah, yeah, and bears. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> I was about to make that joke, but thank you, Ren. Um, I don't know. I mean, that was just a crazy movie anyway. Logistically, it's like, that doesn't make sense. This isn't going to work, but they kind of made it work. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he's, I I think there's a lot of interesting photography, especially there's this 360 degree shot later in the movie. That's, it was always funny because Niles was like, that was cool. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> it was impressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, you, there's a couple of interesting. It's a one room moves. fucking. I mean, it's a car. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the thing. It's got a rotating camera somehow inside of it. How did they do that? But here's well, a, it, I guess they probably just had it on a stuck something stand, on a pole in the middle of the car the and spin it's it. It's definitely mm-hmm. not a 35 because the quality level, like the film quality, no, it's shot on 35. It's not shot on 16. That shot though. It drops it drops in like clarity. I didn't it, see a problem with it. I don't know. No, yeah. but that, that I did. They go into it in the documentary. I don't remember. Yeah, I'll say that's probably or, not, or the, if that was something that I read. But one of the two, they they used some sort of special camera rigging inside, but they couldn't use a thirty-five. That's weird. Yeah. So that's what I said. Like when it comes down to it, I like this film. I think it's a good film. I think everyone should watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. But do I like it? No, I don't because I think it's. Wait, you just said you liked it. I do. <laughs> I don't. So like, how about this? It's, it's not. not a it's top. not a feel good movie. Right. Right. It's. It's. You should watch this. You not need to watch it in a, in like a week later. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I mean, I own the. Lionsgate Blu-ray, it's heavy. But I'm not it's gonna not watch a top it. Stephen King. Movie if anything, I'll probably pop it in for the documentary because sure. I'm interested in seeing that. It's it's grueling. It is, and, it, and not in a not in a like a fun way. Grueling and drooling. It's it's <laughs> being <laughs> stuck in a car in a hot day, and a dog is trying to eat you. Yeah, on the outside. That's what this movie is. So, do you want to experience that for funsies? No, but you should watch it because it is is great. Film. Like well, if you watch movies on your phone, you could watch the last forty minutes in your car on your lunch break. Pretty You're much. saying it's not <laughs> rewatchable, and you better have those windows up. Up. 
to an extent. Suffer. Like you don't necessarily want to rewatch it within yeah. a certain period. Maybe give it a couple of years and then. But if somebody was like, "I've never seen it," yeah, watch that movie. Well, because of the the heat exhaustion scenes, those are pretty tough to watch. Yeah, because yeah. Like, the kid is the kid is literally rolling his eyes back. He and looks shit, like, and like oh, God. I mean, he, he does, does die. He has to be re- resuscitated well, yeah, yeah, yeah. at yeah. one point. Yeah. He is resuscitated. But you're saying, Mike, Maybe. that he actually dies in the book? Yeah. Okay. Oof. He's gone. I actually thought they were going to, you know, again, I, I, I had never seen it. Warning. So I thought sorry, that, not that boy wasn't coming back at that point. Yeah. Which mm. I don't know if I would have been sad. I think it, it would have been okay with the movie and the weight of it. Mm-hmm. How about this? I had a harder time watching the dog die than I did the kid, probably. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's the other thing is, like, he, he was just being a dog. He was yeah. being a dog, and this happened to him. He didn't ask for it. He wasn't a mean dog. He was a good boy. Yeah, he was just, you know, it's like zombie movies, I guess, in a way. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Eh, the person, good the person is gone. Yeah, and that's, you know, no. honestly, that's really what it comes down to. Cujo is no longer Cujo by that point. We and we talked about that yesterday yeah. when we were watching it. The fact that this is, what is rabies? What is it? It's actually what you would just consider zombies. Eats and are. deteriorates your brain. When yeah, we were talking about the Cronenberg you film, just go yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. rabid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good movie. Very good. But anyway, um, yeah, I think I think this is a solid uh, Stephen King adaptation. Then again, I haven't read the source right. material. But the thing is, like, and I know we mentioned he it had a lot to last do with night. This. He was writing on this. He didn't take any credit, but he wrote oh. a lot of it. Okay, okay. This also has a decent score from Charles Bernstein, yeah. who would yeah. later do like you know the Entity. Well, he did Entity in eighty one, right? Um, later, do and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one of my favorites. Um, hmm. But this is I. I was kind of interested because. From what I remember, Bernstein as a composer is he was very synth heavy, and this has an orchestral score. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it does have a couple it of has synth a things. You yeah. those like little eight hundred stainers, kicks. yeah, yeah. That that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that in there. But um, yeah. Overall, I think it's a solid adaptation. But much like what Niles is saying, I don't see myself revisiting it, and it makes me wonder like if this would have been. A better short film because I think the first half kind of, you know, in afterthought you're like isn't eh, as necessary. It's not good. I right. feel like there's a the disconnect half, between them. Yeah, the first half is necessary because it's supposed to show why it the is. husband sure. does not going and looking for his wife. He just assumes that she's out with Johnny. What's his butt? Right. Johnny local stud. <laughs> right. Even just though she's knocking said it's boots over. with him. Right. But I mean, would you believe your wife when she's already been cheating on you? Mm, right. Right. I mean, she's right. I'm but, not gonna say you're wrong, but she's. I'm right. glad we have this no, on recording. Because what well, I, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying what? like the first half she's is right, unnecessary, but it just feels an afterthought. Like you don't need it, but you do need it because but, it's yeah. Structure. And the other Otherwise, thing is, it's just a woman and a kid in a car, and you're right. like, well, I feel bad for them. But the other <laughs> thing is, is that you're really, looking at it as like almost like is this punishment for what she's done? Yes, right, right. Exactly. That is definitely the whole idea. And I think that goes in, you know, it's unsaid, but it's everybody's mind when you're watching this poor woman go through this. You're like, well... That's something that King goes through a lot yeah. with with retribution and karma coming back to bite you. I think he even mentioned that in this case episode of Eli Roth. She gets bit yeah. a few times. I'm really interested. So. I, I'd be really interested to see this tie into the dead zone a little bit more. With the the killer, you know, like you know, I could see this being more interesting 
in Castle Rock, the TV show. You never show. know what's going to happen. Could this be just a, another day in Castle Rock yeah. kind of a thing? Yeah. I get I get yeah. what you're saying. And it, I mean, it's also like, I know, I think we talked about it in Pet Cemetery that there are references reference, to yeah. Cujo. Yeah. So in the original adaptation, it just talks. What's the reference? So in the 89 so adaptation. Dog went crazy and. In the original 89 adaptation, there's a piece of paper about rabies yeah whenever they're bringing victor pascal in yeah and then in the remake john lithgow says oh yeah there was a crazy saint bernard that had rabies in the town next door so no i think that's in the 89 nope it's not nope okay yeah nope. i remember you i just couldn't recall that yeah and it's, it's also i mean it's also mentioned in the book right. when they're i think they're sitting out on the porch but yeah, in the film adaptations, uh, it's a reference on a piece of paper in the '89 one and the recent one. You're so he talks about it on the. Birthday. It's so funny to watch. You're so want this all. What what is the connection? Give me all the connections. What? Like, I mean, when does it stop? When does it begin? What do you mean? In his books, I mean, like, oh, I don't know. That's yeah. that's the thing. I'm I'm just rereading a lot of his stuff. So we're thinking Dead Zone to Cujo to. Everything, 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 everything is connected. connected. Look, yeah. everything has King references had his own, to something else. Even the Dark Tower universe. connects The Dark Tower, it connects everything. everything. Yeah. But I the think... The Shining doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah, actually. What? <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Well, there's Doctor Sleep. It's a sequel. There's Doctor Sleep is a sequel, but there's a character in Dark Tower that has The Shining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, and then and there's also no. I'm just I'm trying to get. To, I think ideally what I'm talking about is like is the town something, of Castle Rock, like the idea that right. this is based around this area. But obviously, he has books that have nothing to do with Maine. Like he really does. Yeah, yeah. But in so, Pet Cemetery, there's there's also an illusion that she has The Shining, and that's why mm-hmm. she knows who Pascal mm-hmm. is. Yeah, and no, everything I, like that. I so got that. No, I got there. That it, there's there's connections. I was yeah. just referring to like you know because what you're talking about is this the idea of this area being part of this yeah Castle world. Rock. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And that's fine, and yeah. I've watched part Which of Which is show. why, like, Needful Things, when it came yes. out as a book, is called The Last Castle Rock Story, yeah. even though I don't think it was. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I think there's references to Cujo and Needful Things, not the movie, but right. the book. In the book. Um, again, you know, it's all stuff that I want to reread, because I remember reading it as a kid, but I probably wasn't in tune <laughs> to a lot of that. I read a lot of, of Stephen King when I was a kid. I don't yeah. think I made any connections. I was just like... Cool. I, I actually know a lot, a lot of Randall Flag. Yeah, those books. yeah. I remember going <laughs> to like camp and I had Needful Things and I started reading Needful Things. I didn't read camp. that one. It's okay. Um, I, I it think, might have been the cover. I always based on my my choice on the cover. Well, yeah, it's time. kind of a boring cover, isn't it? Right. <laughs> it's just a storefront. Yeah, that's no. all it is. But oh, but that store holds so many things. <laughs> yeah, but I also remember watching the movie and. It was Ed Harris, right? Yeah, I yeah. like the movie. I've never seen it, but I just I've seen the cover of it. Oh man, my whole good. life. So yeah, we'll but he plays Sheriff Pangborn. He does, which he's also um, in a couple of other Stephen King okay mm-hmm. novels. Cool, Dark Half. Yeah, Dark Half, where he's played by Michael Rooker. Okay, so th- there's there's all these connections that I like. So he was basically his pre-Marvel universe that's what i'm saying like <laughs> i see you geek out a little bit yeah. about it and i'm like okay so if we're going here where we're we going next which is and that's why like, i was I'm interested. like where do you want to how are you following it's this? why i was interested in the hulu show of castle rock because i'm like did oh, you, you finish could... that no yeah no. i watched like i watched ep- a couple of episodes four or five episodes it's all right it was all right i mean it's not bad no i just i stopped watching it i yeah. don't know why i just 
stopped. And yeah. I just haven't started yet. I finished the. I finished it. It's yeah, it's good, but it's you do got to be in the right mindset to watch it because like. It it's one heavy, of, it's one I of those shit, yeah where like if you miss five minutes of it you're like oh I'm lost already and like <laughs> yeah I'll it's probably, a little it's a little slow well, doesn't see, yeah is it season was two yeah. coming out this year or next oh, yeah, year yeah it's this year okay okay so maybe I'll catch up but anyway yeah. back to Cujo I think it's um I think it's definitely worth a watch especially uh, even though like most people will remember the last half we actually paused it right on time. Uh, last night, whenever they just start the car sequence, uh, it's like pretty much right smack dab in the middle of the it's movie. At, it's at like forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I yeah. think uh, I I think the last half is definitely a great exercise of filmmaking, mm-hmm. and uh, I think on a technical level, it's it's better than a lot of Stephen King. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the the first part might be clumsy, but like Ren said, it is very necessary. Yeah. as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing it getting into more depth in the book. So I'm sure it does. The other thing that I totally forgot about, and Mike might remember this, is back in 2015, they said they were going to quote unquote remake this. And it was going to be Cujo abbreviated, like Coo.U. For K9, hang on, let me see if I can remember. K9 unit joint operations. You got it. Boom. Ding, 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 ding. But yeah, it's still on IMDb. Yeah, Wikipedia says it's still in production. I don't think it is. Yeah. What? And I'm like, oh, so they're going to remake Man's Best Friend? Yeah. Well, it was funny when we first talked about Cujo, we said. We should do a double feature, oh, and then we're like, friend. "What could no, we do?" Dude. Man's best friend, and I was like, "I've never seen that." that. He's not good, and that's pretty much the consensus yeah. I've heard. So, <laughs> now, and you're talking about this robot dog, and all I could think of, and you haven't seen it, but I know you have Black Mirror with the dog. Oh yeah, yeah. And so that's all I could think. Of. I was like, "Ooh, that's dark." Yeah. I hope they don't make it like that because that is soulless. That feels uh, real. <laughs> you feel real empty when you end of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's way better than Man's best friend. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, it's not a good movie. But yeah, so I mean, I, I guess everybody recommends Cujo I, for at I, least yeah, one I liked watch. It quite a bit. Do you think this movie would benefit from a remake, or this story? I don't know. Um, maybe, but I'd more rather see it just pop up in Castle Rock. Okay, I, th- I, think, I think I think yeah, that would think be that's a where good episode too. of television. Yeah, I think because you, know, you can establish too. you can establish their relationship yeah. in other episodes, and then. You can have that episode. Well, plus yeah, you can carry on. Like they're in the car for what? Two, three mm-hmm. days. Three days. Three days. So you could essentially just flash to them. You could tell a different story and go to them yeah. still yeah. stuck in the car. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it may work better. Maybe not on a suspense or on a suspense level. It might not work as it won't well. Have the but intensity but yeah, the yeah. It, it doesn't have like the non like relentless you kind of nature be, to it. You need to be stuck with them. I and agree. that's really what the feeling is. I agree, but you could maybe fashion something interesting with that. I think it could be remade. The problem is, is well, you're gonna. I know have what a CG dog. I know what they would. Yeah, and that's exactly what the, I was you're. Say. You're gonna have a CG dog because yeah, Peta is has gotten to the point where they don't want animals on set. Period. Right. You know that's that's kind of the goal at this point is to get animals. 
yeah. away from filming. But I why th- did all those animals go to acting school then? Right, yeah. that's true. And their parents have wasted all this money. <laughs> I you know. I th- here's what I'm saying. If they did make the remake, and what I would want is a tighter. You know, obviously, it's, I would like it to be more of an indie vibe. I I, I always do. But I would like to have more of a backstory that is solid, um, yeah. better written, um, and then you know have the in, like out of nowhere this happens, and that and that's really what I would. I mean, I know that's what they do, but you know what's coming, and I just what that's the story that I think would sell me. It'd be like, okay, this is a normal broken family. This is problems in the small town that you know the local studs fucking the mom and like you know the kid is mm-hmm. being haunted by a ghost and you know like you could make this a cool yeah, yeah, indie yeah. film and then all of a sudden bam rabid dog attacks them in a car like and that's the ending of the movie and like yeah you can make it a tight little indie flick hour and a half tops Nobody's going to do that. They're going to make a big budget Stephen King film like they're going to do with every other <laughs> Stephen King film. As, as long as they keep, as long as it too is still in production, you know, is done, they're going to keep pumping out well, Pet yeah. Cemetery. We got Pet Cemetery. What's yeah. next? You know, so. Dr. Well, Sleep I, is next. Dr. Sleep is next. And then yeah. Eyes of the Dragon just got announced as All being right. greenlit on Hulu. I'm, I, Keep making I like them. It. I'm cool yeah, with that's it. That's cool. I got no problem with them making horror I got movies. No problem, but Jules. My point is, they're not going to make the movies that I think I want to see. They're going to make the movies that everyone wants to see, and right. that's fine. I'm not going to be the the dick who's like, "Oh, I'm above this." Blah blah mm. blah. But you know what? At one point in time, Stephen King was being made by indie film directors, and it was for the better. You know what does yeah. catch that vibe though? Was. Uh, Oh, those ABC Gerald's adaptations. Game. But I thought Gerald's game had pre pre Which Gerald's game for a long time, everybody said was unfilmable. I on, really like Gerald. Gerald's game uh, has that feel of that movie old, is dope as fuck. I'm feel, sorry, it, it has that feel. I haven't watched love it. it. It's good. No, it, it has I that feel it. of older Stephen King movies. Yeah, where it's it just it's Isn't just it a, creepy. It's not a series. It's an actual just. No, film. it's a movie. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's Mike okay. Flanagan directed it, and it's it's, it's more of a Mike Flanagan is also directing Doctor Sleep, the sequel to okay. the Niles. It is what you're looking for. It's more cool, indie. you know. And that's yeah. the thing. All I see, I like Flanagan. Sure, I'm just saying I don't <laughs> sure. know anything. All I know about the okay. Here's all I know about. I'd never read the book. I don't know anything about it. All I've heard or read read about it yeah. is it is like uh, an unfortunate like sex. Situation, yeah, and then like a woman accidentally kills her husband during a kinky game. Yep. So, am I? That's all it is. I'm sorry for me. I'm like, I'm good. I've seen Fifty Shades plus a torture. I don't know. It's way more than that. It's cool. So, thank, thank you. The reason I'm just saying from the what the what Google says. Watch it. I'm not so. I don't need to watch that. Here's the reason why it was unfilmable. It wasn't the content or the context of the you know the sexual game or anything. It was because the majority of the movie happens in her head. The narrative is yeah, okay. So, Internal dialogue, I get it. Yeah, and like when I mean, I don't remember reading the story because you know when I was like heavy into reading all the Stephen King yeah. stuff, it was like, oh, that's maybe too adult for me. That's what I thought too. I uh, mean, even now, I was like, yeah. I I mean, I'm interested to read it. Have but you, so you saw it. Yeah, it's good, it's dude. Good. Okay, well, I, I will check it out. I would highly recommend I'll it. I'll say this. You know how, like, the Netflix algorithm, you know, it, sure. it, so it 
tells me what to watch, and sometimes it's, if it says Netflix on it, it's obviously going to be the top of the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hate on Netflix, but... No, I um, mean, I get it. That one disappeared pretty quick. It went down from a certain percent to a certain percent. I was like, really? So what I got from that was... I'm pretty adamant about liking up or down. Well, here's and if it's going down and it's going down to like thirty percent, like I, I don't, probably won't I like don't, it. Yeah, I don't know here's, what their algorithm. If really you want is, me to right, be honest, I think the rating, the algorithm is not great for Netflix originals because with Netflix originals, everybody usually watches it within the first month that, sure. of the release, and then nobody watches it. Um, so the algorithm loses track of that. So if you didn't catch it, it's not going to hit that algorithm as much. Like, you know, it's based off of, it's supposed to be based off of movies you watch, but I don't really think it is. I think you. it's more social. It's, <laughs> I think what it is, is literally it'd be like, what, what should you watch? Now? Everything has a little Netflix logo on it. Right. Like, I see what you've done with Netflix. You front-loaded After Netflix. you deleted all of my original star ratings, you yeah, yeah, piece yeah. of shit. You're still bitter about that. I am he so, is so upset. Oh so many, I mean, we want to talk about early letterbox rating and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, that was so my early. Was. I think I rated 5,000 movies on there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Jesus. So, all right. And you probably could have transferred them into at one letterbox point? at one point. Yeah. Again, see Gerald's game. I'm... Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I think it's worth I it. I got three people at this table telling me to watch something. I'm going to watch it. Okay. That's what 1922 happens. is passable. I still need I, to see I that. saw that, and it was all right. It I was, didn't really care for it. It really wasn't that good. It's kind of scored by Mike Patton. So, hey, hey, yeah. that's exactly why I didn't think, and that's a good reason why I didn't think it was going to be good. Because uh, I watched that, and I was like, hey, you know, cool. Why not? Netflix, Steam? Yeah. No. I got no, you. Okay. It was really fucking boring. It's not boring. a very good story. No, it's very boring. I, I didn't get the dark. I don't know what they were I trying. didn't watch 1922. I still haven't seen it. You know what's a better movie? The Wind. Yeah. yeah. That's, you <laughs> Another know, one and that's, I haven't seen. I'm just saying, you know, okay. the same kind of vibe, but better. I don't know. Cool. So again, Cujo, recommend if you haven't yeah, seen it. for sure. Right? Cool. Patrick, where can people find you? Twitter, Max Rebo Rules, or... Instagram at Paddock and Skywalker. Also PSN Paddock and Skywalker. How do you spell that? P A T T A K I N S K Walker. S K Y Walker. S K Y Walker. S K Y Walker. I would totally spell that out if I was Walker. That's not a Walker. Well, I think it's like it's like squeezed together on PlayStation though. Anyway, find me on PlayStation. Do you guys play that Friday the Thirteenth game? Yeah, it's I, fun. I have. I kickstarted it. Come on, guys, play with play with me. Play with me. Come play hey, with wait, me. Play with us, Danny. I don't play online. Really? Oh, also Letterbox. Oh, sorry. God damn it. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram as Rinstelgram, which is R I N N S T L G R A M. It's still clever. So clever. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Niles Maddox. N I L E S. M A T T O X 22 at gmail.com. Stop. <laughs> it's old. H A S S L E Z. Instagram and letterbox for me. Wow. I like that. <laughs> I feel like I should get out my old palms. You yeah. have to do that every time now. Yep. No. Uh, uh, you can find me at Treefy, T R I E F Y, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, PSN, and Letterboxd. Uh,. You can find us as a collective at Destroy the Brain on Twitter and Instagram. Also, Facebook, 
join our group at facebook.com slash group slash we need to talk about horror uh next episode we will be doing another live episode at the record space 8716 gravoy road in afton missouri and we'll be continuing our music discussion from the 90s onward and then after that uh i don't know what we're doing in the studio quote unquote bright burn or uh, that one thing that's on netflix that looks really good i can't remember I have no clue. What Great reference, about. Michael. Yep. Sorry, can't remember the title. And I know we're going to do a sound or a score episode as well at Record Space. Oh, we got Ma coming out sometimes. Ma. 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 Didn't that Ma. come out this next weekend? No, it's the thirty first. No. I am underwhelmed by all of these yeah. trailers that I'm seeing. So I hope that the it's films turn really, out to be it's better. It's going to go up against Godzilla. Mm. Yeah. Counter program. I could have swore they were coming out a week before. Nope. All right. Um, yeah. So we got those things. Please check out our yeah. friends at the Nightmare Shop, <laughs> which you can find at thenightmareshopllc.com. Thanks for listening. Our killer track is one that we just kind of found. It's called the track is called Cujo, appropriately themed, and it's by an artist called Kiss the Crook. All one word, Kiss the Crook. Thank you guys very it's just much. Just clever. Okay. Goodbye. show that's what I'm doing edit 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 oh, woo